0: You're listening to Guinea Pig and Green. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Laura. We like talking about health, wellness, and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. Today, we're talking about body image and comparing yourself to others. Tricky stuff. Yeah, tricky stuff. Let's do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome back to Guinea Pig and Green.
0: Hi, Laura. Hey, Steph. So today we're talking about kind of a touchy subject. Yeah, but I
1: think that after this, we're going to have some sort of challenge to ourselves that we're going to have more open and honest conversations about this topic. So,
0: yeah, I think that's important. Yeah. Because I think it's sort of an issue that plagues everybody, but everybody kind of keeps it to themselves because that's one of the really horrible things about comparing yourself to other people is that you feel like... They've all got it together, and you're the only one that feels like you don't, which is so, so untrue. Yeah. All
1: right. So let's talk. Yeah. Okay. So why do you think that we find it so hard not to compare ourselves to other people? A little bit of background. Um, Def and I first started having this conversation the other day when um, we were talking about on Instagram, the yogis we follow on Instagram. There are mm-hmm. some that end up making us feel really bad about themselves, while there are others who make us feel like really inspired and really great.
0: Um, yeah, and we're trying to figure out the difference and um,
1: whether. And it's such are, a like,
0: fine line. Care. It's like for all intents and purposes, one yogi on Instagram might be doing the ex- almost the exact same thing to another per- as another person. Sorry, um, but it just doesn't feel the same when you when you see them on their journey yeah it's, um
1: yeah it's tough. well I mean, it's hard to not feel like you're in a competition sometimes, totally, um, but this podcast is not going to be specifically about yoga, although that's something that we can definitely talk about since yeah um, mm-hmm. but it's a good it's a good starting place, yeah, so like why do you think it's so difficult to to stop yourself from comparing yourself to other people?
0: Oh, it's such a complicated question, isn't it? I, I, well, I was just re-watching this movie last night that both of us really love. Um, I guess if we want to talk about the broader pervasive nature of this issue. It's called Misrepresentation. It's a great film. I think both of us have seen it a couple of times. It's just about um, the way that women and men are portrayed in media, and that includes TV and music videos and movies. And, Everything else that we consume every day, mm-hmm. um, and I think one of their major points is that a woman 's worth in our society and a men 's worth to some extent is um, almost wholly determined by how they look, or that's sort of implied mm-hmm. obviously that 's not that way in reality, but it 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 starts to affect reality on a everyday basis, so I think um, one of the things I take away from that movie is that it's important to focus on your worth as a whole person and not just your worth based on how you look. And I think that's such a tricky thing to do in our society. Um, I think that's one of the reasons it's so hard to get away from that body comparison and body snarking and all of those kinds of things because we only see perfect bodies as, desir- as desirable.
1: Mm-hmm. I wonder whether that's in part because like you're, Body or how you look is generally what people draw their first impressions on, um, and like we all, and we all do it. Mm-hmm. We we see somebody um, in for a very limited amount of time, and we're able to sort of come up with a bunch of assumptions about their life, whether that be that they're probably happier, or they're probably um, more well off financially, or yeah, um, or like all the boys must want them. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, it probably probably comes down to the fact that it helps us make really quick assumptions about other people and then we worry that people are making those same assumptions about us.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. I think it's also good what you mentioned is that um, we assume that they're happy or that they have more money or they're, you know, getting with the boys more whatever um yeah. but i think we should be careful not to assume things about other people especially when we're comparing ourselves to other people we have no idea what kind of background that person has or what kind of personal life that person has uh what kind of journey they've been on if we're talking about um fitness specifically um it's so easy to assume that it just comes naturally to them and uh they didn't work hard for it or at least not as hard as we feel like we're working um so just remembering that people have complex histories that you have no idea about is, I think, really helpful yeah. when you start comparing yourself to somebody else. Yeah. And I liked um,
1: the way you mentioned, like, the journey and how it's very complex, and it's not just, like, this straight shooting tra- trajectory where mm-hmm. you probably, like, maybe you can't catch up because that person is so far ahead or something, but your journey is, like, um, They loop. They (laughs) 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 loop-de-loop. What do you mean loop-de-loop? I'm saying like it's
0: more, it's not. Oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, maybe you're going upwards on an upward slope, but you might take some little dips along the way.
1: Yeah.
0: That's my little detours and everything.
1: A loop-de-loop.
0: Yeah, a loop-de-loop. You put it perfectly. I just Mm -hmm. had to clarify for my own brain. Um. Mm -hmm. I think one of my favorite things to do, this is a good tool. It's hard. It doesn't come easily. But every time I catch myself comparing myself to somebody else, I find it really useful to stop and then compare myself <laughs> instead. <laughs> just I just stop. <laughs> I just stop. In the name of... And then compare yourself to yourself in the past. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know, like yoga comes as an easy example right now because it's front and foremost in my mind. That's what launched this conversation. So feeling like you're watching somebody do this pose and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm never going to be able to do that pose. It seems impossible. Mm -hmm. And then taking a step back and realizing, okay, wait, hold on. A month ago I couldn't do this other pose and now I can do this pose and it seems normal to me um, and it doesn't seem hard. But at the time when I couldn't do it, it seemed impossible. So um, I think one way that might be good if you're talking about fitness is maybe like you could take photos or journal about how you're feeling or whatever at Mm -hmm. a certain time and then look back at those realizing how far you've come or something like that. Yeah, no,
1: I'm I'm really big on um, photos, whether that be for um, whether that be for yoga or even just for body image, like I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I told you this before. This is a big reveal. No, so it, <laughs> no, it's not a big deal at all. But um one thing I do is like every month I take a picture of myself, and like I'm usually like in a sports bra and my underwear or something, and it's just like um, I find it much easier. It it gives me a lot more perspective because yeah. like, how I feel about how I look is entirely in my head, mm-hmm. and. I'll, look back to like a month before where like maybe I was feeling really sluggish or lethargic or like not so attractive but then a month later I can look back at the photo and be like okay you're an idiot like I yeah it's it's entirely in your head Um, yeah but also being able to exactly like compare like I have all the pictures side by side like they're all sequential so even being able to compare how I am month to month versus comparing how I am compared to other people. Right. Um, right. I find to be
0: really, I don't know if I ever told you I did that. No, you didn't. That, that's cool. It makes me want to do it right now. Yeah. But I can't, I have to stay and record the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love stuff like that. I just love uh, progress. And I think it's so good to just monitor your own progress. Just keep your eyes on your own mat, as they say in Yoko, or, you know, focus on your own journey. Yeah. Um, just like it doesn't matter where other people are, or how much money they're making, or what their career is like. Yeah. Um, but um, I think also really good in terms of body image is focusing on what your body can do instead of what it looks like.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember the first day that I was able to hold a headstand for about one point five seconds. I <laughs> I walked around the rest of the day just feeling on top of the world and feeling like, oh, yeah, like, everybody must be able to see, like, how amazing my body is because it can do this really cool thing. Um, Not because, like, this is how it looks, but, like, getting into the mindset where you're like, this is what my body allows me to do. It allows me to run this distance. It allows me to climb this flight of stairs. It allows allows me me to
0: complete that freaking spin class that you took me to. (laughs) But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, all the things that it can do, um, how strong it is or how flexible it is or whatever the case may be, um, yeah. instead of just basing its entire worth on what it looks like because that's beside the point and sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the things I just wanted to go back to was yeah. uh, when you were talking about, like, not knowing where somebody is on their journey and stuff, um, It's the whole idea of not comparing your beginnings to someone else's middle. I oh, yeah. You know, like, floating around as like a meme with a nice fancy font and stuff around
0: <laughs> Pinterest. <laughs> around Pinterest.
1: Um, no, I think that's awesome. But it's so true. Like, yeah. People work, people work hard for their accomplishments as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking at, yeah, comparing yourself to somebody who's uh, been doing something for so long is just... I know. Not, it's um, It doesn't
0: make sense, but we all do it, right? We're like, hold on, that person ran a marathon? Like, like I should be able to run a marathon. Why can't I run a marathon right now? Yeah, it's like, so, but what you're
1: not seeing is like, the month of training that they put in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, Yeah, so I think that's also... Um an important thing as well. Totally. People work hard to get to where they're at. So yeah. Yeah. So like looking at those things for inspiration rather than like I need to compare how we are in this minute. <laughs> in the, in this instance.
0: In this exact instant, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something that goes really well with that is this idea of um abundance, which is coming, a lot, coming up a lot for me lately in the last few weeks, um, this feeling of abundance versus scarcity. Yeah. And in a nutshell, it's this idea that if you're in a scarcity model, you feel like there's never enough of anything in the world. There's never enough love, there's never enough money, there's never enough perfect bodies or perfect men or whatever. And then if you're thinking in terms of abundance, you're thinking that there's plenty to go around in all of those categories. So one thing i think is helpful to try and think about even though it's hard when you're trying to compare yourself to other people and you're starting to get jealous and you're starting to get that like sinking feeling in your stomach like i will never be as beautiful as that person or i will never be as thin or i will never be able to do those athletic achievements um or whatever it doesn't even have to do with your body um is just to remember that there's enough to go around there's you can have it too. Everyone can have it. It's not like a zero-sum game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's not just a finite number of people that are allowed to have abs. <laughs> 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 it's not like a decree handed well, down from if, some if higher government. Not,
1: if they're not going to eat that cupcake. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but
0: whatever, whatever it is you're, you're wanting in your life. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I like that a lot. I like that idea, that it's just, like, there's an abundance of beauty. and Yeah, and different types of beauty, too. Yeah, I think our society is really focused on scarcity, and it's, like, that's one of the driving forces of capitalism, I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on this. That there's, like, <laughs> <laughs> that you have to, like, fight with other people. It's like a competition. There's not enough to go around, and you have to be better than every single other person to get ahead. And it's like, yeah. well, maybe not. Maybe everyone can coexist happily and peacefully. Yeah, actually,
1: so I was just reading this book, um, and I finished it the other day. It's called The Longest Race. Yeah. Um, and it's by Ed Ayers, who um, was the founder of Running Times Magazine. And it's this book that kind of takes place in his mind throughout the JFK Um I think fifty mile marathon, ultra marathon. Okay. Um and fifteen mile? 50, 50 miles. Okay. Sorry. Um and he just arrives at this point in the marathon where I think it's something like a kilometer left and he's like doing all these reflections on how um everything is such a it's a competition, but you also have to get into this mindset that we're all in this together and that your mm-hmm. success is impossible possible unless the other person like this marathon wouldn't exist unless all of these people came together and it's this journey that everybody's taking together and it's crazy because like some people who might not run might say like oh you had a race on the weekend did you win but like yeah. runners it's not so much about oh like runners will have like their personal records um, and stuff and usually they're always comparing themselves to themselves in the past right um, but there's also this sense of com- camaraderie right? It's like, we're in this together. Like, there's this really tight community, even though it's a yeah. competition. Um, so, yeah, I guess that that idea that it doesn't necessarily have to be a competition. And, right. Yeah, and that all of us working towards a similar goal is a, an important part of our success. Totally. Like, it's part of what pushes you forward. and
0: um, Right, that, like, even if you want to be sort of competitive competitive maybe that's not the right word like if you want to push yourself to be better and improve and be inspired by other people that doesn't mean that you have to beat them it's not a competition yeah even if you want to be sort of competitive I don't know I don't think that came out right but it was basically what you were saying
1: it's tough though and I sometimes wonder whether um my propensity to start feeling like I need to be competitive in yoga comes from all of the competition in the rest of my life like whether it comes from the fact that I played competitive hockey for years or whether you know like, even like high school it's like everybody feels like they're ranked against the system yeah Maybe you're like it just, like, depends determines like what university you go to and like and then it becomes like who's doing what after university who got this job who got that job and yeah totally, totally like, everything seems like this scarcity competition so I wonder if maybe that's why it's so hard to shut that off when you come to yeah. a place where it's really not supposed to be about competition at all, but it's <laughs> so natural to compare yourself to other people.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's probably a good point that we maybe channel that sense of competitiveness or frustration into something else, mm-hmm. um, when really we should be working on shutting it down. Yeah, but I think having open conversations or admitting like earlier this week on Instagram, I totally admitted like I've been feeling super competitive. I've been feeling super jealous of other people and feeling like I'm never going to accomplish the things I want to accomplish and everything. And I put it out there. And then I just had so many supportive comments from people saying, I felt this last month or I'm feeling this right now, or I've felt this before. And that's not something we talk about enough That's also happens on blogs a lot that people present or on Facebook or anything people present their perfect life right they carefully curate their life into a set of pictures or set of Instagrams that are like perfection it's like oh I went on brunch date this day and then we went to this premiere of this thing and it's like those things might have been five days apart but they're right next to each other on Instagram or Facebook so it's all you see and so some blogs that I really like have addressed this before and said, look, I know it looks like my life is perfect, but I don't show you all of these other things. And I think that's probably really crucial to remember is that you don't see 90% of the things that are happening in somebody's life. You only see the like carefully chosen 10% that they have run through an Instagram
1: filter. (laughs) And, 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 and we talked about this. Like, there's a reason why we gravitate towards certain Instagram accounts, like Yoga Girl, for example, is one that I absolutely love. And even though she's uh, like, I think she's absolutely stunning and she posts all of these amazing handstands and she lives in Aruba and has this seemingly <laughs> perfect life. Like, she lives in Aruba with a million dogs and her fiance, and she's just so radiant. Um, yeah. But she inspires me, and I think it's the quotes that she shares. They're all about loving yourself and accepting yourself for who you are, and then she'll mm-hmm. also open herself up, even though she's Instagram famous. totally, she has yeah. All of these followers, she's totally willing to be vulnerable and be like, right? Hey, look, this is not a flattering picture of me, but like, I'm gonna post it anyway because
0: <laughs> yeah. Or she'll say, "I'm having a really, really bad day," or like, "Here are the things that I don't like about being famous on Instagram," because people don't say that mm-hmm. kind of stuff enough. Yeah. Being famous on Instagram has become like an aspiration for a lot of people. And I think the fact that she's written in depth about how it sucks or when she's having a bad day and why yeah. just being open about it is, is really key. So, yeah,
1: but people are so negative. Like, you read some of the comments on their pictures, and she's like, people say things like, oh, she has no butt. And it's like, I don't see it. I think it comes back to that zero sum game where people feel yeah. like they need to put others down in order to raise them. Totally, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's so obvious that like sometimes there are just people who inspire so many people that they don't deserve at all to be cut down. Like,
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we shouldn't cut down anyone. No,
1: but I mean, especially people who don't approach life as a zero-sum game, don't try to drag them into
0: that mentality, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things I wanted to say about what you just said is um, the fact that there are some people that inspire us and then there are others that don't. So I'm not going to name any names here, but um, (laughs) I think it's important to do a gut check yeah, um, and be really honest with yourself and be like, am I torturing myself? by following this person. I think following is a good word for it. It can either be online and social media or like in real life too. You know, maybe there are people that you're surrounding yourself with that you're following all their, every move and everything and they're making you feel bad about yourself. So just being really honest about whether somebody is making you feel bad about yourself, whether it's toxic and you're like, really, yeah. you can't stop yourself from comparing yourself. Like all the other tactics that we've mentioned, if you can't, employ any of those because all you can think about is like how less perfect you are than that person or whatever, Um, then unfollowing them can be a good move. The move. It can be the move.
1: The move. Yeah, Yeah. no, I I think you're right. I think the gut check is a good, um, I think it's a good idea because I think there are people who can follow
0: those people and absolutely enjoy it
1: for what it is. Totally um, and then there are others who are going to look
0: at this person and be like oh my gosh She has such a perfect life. Yeah, and we're all different right like different yeah. things Inspire us and intimidate us So it's not like we can say oh this person will Not make you feel bad about yourself, and this person will um, It's totally a personal thing. Yeah speaking of
1: the internet. Can we talk about Fitpo? the internet? fit so and help
0: you yeah, sure. Let's talk about those. Um, I don't want to alienate anybody or make anyone feel bad because um well I mean I guess without ThinSpo, I can say that I I really disagree with ThinSpo. It's sort of if for those who aren't familiar, ThinSpo is short for inspiration. Um it's a phenomenon that was on maybe two years ago, was its peak, I would say. I don't know. Um, For sure, but I would say probably two years ago, Um, and it was popping up on Tumblr and Pinterest and Instagram and stuff um, Just pictures of really 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 thin people like people who have eating disorders and sort of the glorification of their bodies Mm. and I think that has sort of Decreased but what it's been replaced by is fitspo fitspiration and I think you mentioned you had read an article about healthies being the new selfies.
1: Yeah, although this article was less about, I mean, I think Thinspo and Fitspo can um, kind of spark more, uh, I guess, disordered thinking or yeah. body dysmorphic stuff. I think, like, the article I read was more tongue-in-cheek about how, like, yeah, people don't do selfies anymore, like, by, like, taking pictures of themselves looking good, they do healthies. So, These are all the healthy things that I do. Um, Oh, yeah, okay. And I I would definitely, I I think that they're totally different things.
0: And yeah. um, Okay.
1: Definitely.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Look at my kale smoothie, everyone. Sorry, world. (laughs) Sorry, world. No, I think it's okay. I think it's sort of what we've been talking about. If that makes somebody feel bad about themselves, then they have the power to unfollow us (laughs) or whatever. But I think um Fitspo, it sort of makes me uncomfortable because I sort of feel like it's a thinly veiled Thinspo. Like yeah, it's it doesn't, like these people who you see in the the Instagram feeds or the Instagram accounts, it's like some of them, I'm sure, I don't know. What are your thoughts about this? I think a lot of them are healthy. But they're just very, 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 very obsessed with the perfect body and they're glorifying um, this level of body fat that is yeah, really low and this type of shape that is really um, sort of unnatural. It's like sort of a Barbie doll kind of shape. And sometimes when you follow these feeds, they post people who are just really fit. But most of the time, it's a level of fitness that just seems... Um, I don't want to body shame anyone, so yeah. I'm I'm struggling think- to say this, but it's I don't know. I think it's the just the the thinking behind it that I don't agree with less the actual body shape that people are achieving. Yeah. I think it's the obsessive drive to get to a certain type of body type, whatever that body type may be, is what I think is unhealthy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I had a really good conversation, and maybe uh, she's worth. Um, inviting onto the podcast um, at the yoga studio where I do an energy exchange, which means I work part of the week there in exchange for unlimited hot yoga. Uh, one of the other girls who does an energy exchange there um, is a fitness model, so she enters um, competitions. Where it's in the same arena as bodybuilding, right? Um, right. But it's a fitness thing. So leading up to competitions, um, they go through this process of. I guess like when I had talked to her she was currently in the process three days before the competition of completely dehydrating her body and basically Mm. what that's all about is and like she's an extremely healthy person she's studying um like her area of study is really uh related to that and I think and she fully admits that there's a lot of body dysmorphic stuff that happens in that world um I think she just really likes what she does and she like gets into the science behind it and it really interests her um so we had some really cool conversations about it um but basically like the idea behind like dehydrating your body is that everything kind of hugs to the muscle all of a sudden and then um and stuff like that so mm-hmm. yeah so it, it's interesting like the people in these pictures like their fitness models they don't look like that like they could be extremely healthy and they don't even look like what they look like in their fitness those pictures mm. they go through several days of just putting their body through like a rigorous set of things just for how it will look in a picture rather than for how it can perform which brings right. us full circle <laughs> to our whole what is your body capable of
0: <laughs> totally yeah and it also brings us to a point that I think is really important to make um, I kind of mentioned it earlier it's like body snarking and I think it's so pervasive and I think we do it all the time about ourselves and about everyone else. And I think it's really toxic. So I caught myself almost saying like, oh, I don't know if that body shape is healthy. And I, I mm-hmm. shouldn't say things like that. I don't actually believe things like that. I think it's important to stop and remember that everybody's body is different and that Shaming somebody else for what they look like is is such a horrific practice that we engage in all the time including with our own bodies Well, Um,
1: that's the thing too, right? There's so much focus on what's happening on the outside of somebody's body that we um, Often overlook what's happening in the inside. mm -hmm. We would rather have like a visibly perfect body than something, like, if something on the inside is not working properly. Like,
0: yeah. At least only you know that type thing. Um, I know. And but, I heard this really scary thing about how, I don't know what percentage of women it was, but they had interviewed a percentage of women. They interviewed women, and a huge percentage of them said that they would give up five to ten years of their lives for a perfect body. And it was just like, ooh, I don't yeah. know how I feel about that. Like, I just... Kind of freaks yeah. me out. Like you want to die earlier, <laughs> like <laughs> so you can look better. I don't know. It's it's a tricky thing. Mm-hmm. But I think um, being really careful not to shame our own bodies or to shame anybody else's bodies um, is a struggle. But I think it's really important because it's not productive. Yeah, it's not.
1: It's not. And I think that if you're in that mentality about other people's bodies, it's much more easy to slip into that yeah. mentality about your own body.
0: Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like one thing to say something like, you know, oh, I feel like I've gained a few pounds and I don't feel healthy. I feel sluggish and, you know, I want to sort of work to mm-hmm. get back to feeling the way that I feel is healthy. But I think obsessing about a certain part of your body or talking about it all the time and gossiping about it with your friends is just mm-hmm. not helpful.
1: I like, that. I like your use of gossip as if like it's something that you're doing behind your body's
0: back. <laughs> like you're actually... Yeah. Kind of, I guess. Yeah. It's like we pretend that it's not going to affect us. You know, that like we're totally detached from our... Body. Body, I don't know. Body. It's a half-formed thought, but
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what do we have so far? We have unfollow people who are making you feel less bad about yourself. Less than you should feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, practice feeling. Uh, practice thinking of the world in terms of abundance rather than scarcity.
0: Yeah. Um, so compare so. yourself to your past self um appreciate your body for what it can do instead of how it looks. Yeah.
1: And I think there's a lot to be said as well for just having like really open and honest conversations with with each other about mm-hmm. these things. um and that doesn't mean being self-deprecating or putting yourself down when you're you know, right open about these things, but sometimes like saying your insecurities out loud really makes you hear how ridiculous they are.
0: Totally. Yeah. I remember <laughs> a good friend of mine. I remember I was having a really horrible day because I bought a pair of jeans on impulse, and I thought they made me look like I had a mom butt or something. <laughs> and just like opening up about that, this is offensive to mom. Mom, that's I don't know, true. If you're listening. Stephanie. Okay, the stereotypical mom butt. You my know my, what I'm saying. My mom was a great butt. What are you saying about my mom? My mom has an awesome butt. <laughs> So I'm just saying like the general term that we use in our society to degrade (laughs) older butts Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Oh, there you go body snarking again. What the heck anyway? (laughs) See it's a really it's a really pervasive problem if you pay attention to it You'll be surprised at how much you do it. I promise Mm -hmm. anyway um, I thought that my butt looked ugly. Let's put it that way in these jeans and whatever but I think opening up to her it was like it was so helpful. It was like a whole weight had been lifted off my shoulders because she was like, you're being ridiculous. Like, you know what I mean? Like just opening up to somebody and realizing that they have the same insecurities sometimes, um, or maybe not the exact same insecurities, but you know, they have them. Yeah. I think is uh, really important like us having that conversation last week, that made me feel so much better. And Laura suggested that I do a gentler uh, yoga challenge than the one that I was sort of trying to force myself into um, when I wasn't ready, because I wanted to be somewhere that I wasn't. Um, that was really helpful.
1: Yeah, Just having I mean, that
0: permission from somebody else to realize that like, you know, yeah. you're on a journey and it's okay to be where you are.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that the yoga challenge
0: that you were originally
1: contemplating doing, like I had looked at it as well and I decided almost immediately that it wasn't for me. Like some of the poses I knew would be a stretch to get into.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. unintended. Um, (laughs) And I think that's okay. Like I think people who are doing it, if I had done it, it would have been awesome. It's a good way to challenge yourself and to do variations on those poses if you're not ready for them. But I think in the mentality that I was in where I was feeling really, really competitive, I think I would have tried to force myself or push myself past where I was comfortable. Or yeah. And in and, and the case of yoga, for example,
1: pushing yourself past the point where you're comfortable could mean that you're pushing yourself into like an injury territory. And, yeah. yeah. That's never... Never what you want to do. Right. So, anyways, I've been really enjoying the pictures that you are posting.
0: Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think we talked about everything that we maybe wanted to. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add? Um, no,
1: I don't, I don't think so. I think, uh, I think we got things pretty covered. It remains, like I read a book this summer called, um, it's by Kelly Oxford. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you know who she is?
0: Yeah, she's a Twitter personality and writer. She's a yeah, Twitter personality, and I think she like writes for some TV shows.
1: Yeah, Um, Canadian. Um, Moved to Los Angeles, though. Yeah, my dad and I both love her, and but she wrote a book um, called "Everything's Perfect When You're a Liar," and it's kind of about that where like nothing like your life. Nobody's life is perfect. Mm-hmm. The only way that it can be perfect is if like you're lying. Like <laughs> Yeah. Or lying by omission. <laughs> yeah. So like the book is I mean, um, the whole book isn't necessarily about that, but it kind of reveals like a lot of really goofy stories about her life and kind of her growing into womanhood. Um yeah. but like all these ridiculous things happening to her and how awkward she felt in certain situations and stuff. And I think that you look at her now and you're like, Wow, she's She's hilarious. She has like this family and this awesome husband, and she's writing in Like, yeah, I think for a while, everybody assumed they're like, Oh my gosh, they're making your Twitter feed into a movie, which was entirely wrong. Like, she had been uh, practicing writing, um, or not a movie, sorry, a TV show. She'd been practicing writing for years, and nobody saw it like that. They thought, Mm -hmm. Oh, you have Twitter, and you got Twitter famous, and now they're making a TV show for you. Um, So I think like this book was kind of like a jab at that, but I'd recommend it though. Like it's, it's not totally, it's definitely by no means like a self-love book. It's, it's it's a funny book.
0: Right. But But I think you make a a good point. point. Mm -hmm. Like just remembering that you never know everything that's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. is key. I guess the last thing I would say, would want to say would be that this stuff is hard. Like, don't assume that just because you have these tools in your toolbox and you know that you should focus on appreciating your body for what it does and et cetera, et cetera. Just because you know that doesn't mean it's going to come easily. Every time you see a picture that makes you feel bad about yourself, your first reaction is going to be that you feel bad about yourself. But then you can work on attacking those thoughts and focusing on other things. But don't try and be perfect in this as well. (laughs) Because... That's a trap. Yeah. Um, no, I think it, it, it takes a lot of practice.
1: It's a mentality that takes a lot yeah. of practice. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you'll slip up, but you can't beat yourself up for
0: it. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks for chatting with me, Laura.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm totally. going to really take your challenge and try to eliminate any sort of snarking of anyone. Yeah, Um, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So anyone who's listening right now who knows me personally, if you hear me snarking, be like,
0: Laura, you promised the internet. Yeah, Laura, you promised the internet. You, yeah. But it's super hard. Even in your own head, your first thoughts can sometimes be like, oh, wow, did that lady get Botox? Weird. And then you're like, what the heck? Yeah. (laughs) Stephanie. Like, it it happens happens to me all the time. I think it happens to a lot of people all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm just the only mean one. But um, (laughs) anyway,
1: good talk, friend. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Okay. All right.
0: Um, So, yeah, have an excellent night, Jeff. Have an excellent evening. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you're listening and you have any tips on how to avoid body snarking or comparing yourselves to others, We would love to hear it you can get us on twitter or on instagram or in our comments and we'll post a lot of the resources we mentioned in the show notes all right okay well have a good night thanks for listening